Siddur Snippets is sponsored by Renee and Jack Nussbaumly, Lenishmas Adol Bas Yehuda Tzvi. We're up to the Mem of Ashrei, Machuscha Machus Kol Olamim. We declare Hashem, your Malchus, your Malucha, your kingdom, your kingship is of all worlds. Kol Olamim. You are the king not just of our world, you're the king not just of what I see in the sphere within which I operate, but Machuscha, your Malchus is Machus Kol Olamim of all worlds. And additionally, Mem Shaltacha, Bechol Dor Vador. Your rule is Bechol Dor Vador every generation. Spasak is significant not only as one of the centerpieces of Ashrei, we're familiar, it's one of the Atares as we say it on Simchas Torah, before the Hakafos. It's what we declare, Hashem being both a Melech and a Moshel. What is the difference between the two? Why do we describe Hashem both as a Melech and as a Moshel? And we describe Hashem as a Melech, Malchus is followed with the appellation Kol HaOlamim. He's the Melech of all the worlds. He's the Moshel of Bechol Dor Vador. That's more limited. That is only throughout the generations, generation to generation. Why the dual description? And why are they defined differently? One is Kol HaOlamim, all worlds, while the other one is generation to generation. So all the commentaries quote here the famous insight of the Vilna Gon. The Vilna Gon distinguishes between Melech and Moshel. And while this is important all the time, it's particularly important this time of year. As we continue to count down towards Rosh Hashanah, God's coronation day, and Rosh Hashanah is our coronation celebration. We are Mamlech Hashem. Hashem says, Imru lefanei Malchus aleichem. Recite the section of Malchus so that I can be your king. Why does he need us to recite anything? Can't God be our king? Isn't he the king de facto? Whether we declare it or not, whether we show up in shul or not, whether we open the machza or not, why is it that Hashem has to almost ask us? He has to request of us, please, Imru Lefanai Machus, please, I beseech you, I beg you, recite the section of the Siddur of the machzor so I can be your Melech. So then the Gon says there's a fundamental difference between a Melech and a Moshel. A Moshel is a ruler, it's a ruler by force, a dictator, doesn't care about the will of the people, doesn't care about the vote of the people, doesn't care about whether a coalition can be formed or not, imposes his rule on all of his subjects. A Moshel imposes rule. A Melech, ain't Melech Bali'am. There is no king without a people. The people have to accept, they have to coronate, they have to submit, they have to defer. We say, Kila Hashem HaMelucha Moshel Bagoyim. Hashem is really the Melech. The truth is, he's the king of the whole universe. He's the creator, the omnipotent one. He controls everything. In truth, he's the Melech. But Moshe Bagoyim, the nations of the world, who don't see him, who don't recognize him, who don't accept him, for them, he's a Moshe. For them, he's imposing his will. But the truth is, Ki the truth is, he is a Melech. For us, he's a Melech. And that's what we recite in Marv, we'll recite it momentarily. His kingship, they accept upon themselves, we accept biratzon, willingly. God's not forcing us to accept him. We look at this world and we see its beauty and we feel such a sense of gratitude and appreciation. We're filled, we recoil with a sense of awe. And we don't connect with Hashem because we're being forced. We don't connect with him out of fear. We connect with him out of choice. We elect, we initiate, we invested in this relationship. It's Baratzon that we accept. And so we daven in the end of days that Hashem will be Melech al Kol Right now he's Moshe Bagoyim, 
but we long for the time that he's melech al kol ha'aretz. So when you understand that in this context, now we can understand the pasuk. Machus machus kol ha'olamim. You're really the melech on everything, on all the worlds. In truth, when you can get past the illusion that we're in control, you're the melech on everything. Umem the fact that you're a Moshe, oh, that's generation to generation, that's temporary, that you're imposing your will. The ultimate definition, the one we long for, is not a feeling that Hashem is imposing, but rather of our electing, rather that feeling of our choosing. And that's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. Perhaps all the times of the year we feel he's the Moshe, he's dictating, he's imposing himself on us whether we want it or not, whether we appreciate or like what he's chosen or not. But coming into Rosh Hashanah, our avoda, our work, is to transform that relationship from one of Moshel to one of Melech, to be Mamlech. You see, a Moshel can't have pity. When someone is imposing themselves on their subjects, if they're flexible and kind and they take pity and they show Rachmanas, they're weak and they'll no longer be able to impose their will. But the Melech who's chosen by the people, the Melech who's coronated, who's elected, to whom the people submit, that Melech can afford to show Rachamim. So we say, Hashem, we don't want you, we don't want a relationship where you're a Moshel. We don't want a relationship where you're imposing yourself. No, we're saying Malchus. We see your role. We're choosing, we're electing, we're submitting. We are accepting and appreciating. And therefore now you can take pity on us because we've accepted you. You don't need to intimidate. You don't need to show us who's boss. We've chosen you, and therefore you can show rachamim. And that's what we're saying now each day of Slichos. The most center part of Slichos, the Yud Gimel Midos of rachamim, is introduced to the paragraph. And how does that paragraph begin, Kel? Kel Melech Yoshev Al Kisei Rachamim. The Kel, God, we want you to be not a Moshel. Kel, we want you to be a Melech. And because you're a melech, not a moshel, you don't need to instill fear. You don't need to dictate because we've chosen you. You're a kale who's a melech. Therefore, you can be Yoshev on your kisei of rachamim. Now we ask you to sit on your, on your throne of kindness, of compassion, and to show us that kindness and compassion. And so that's the difference. This pasuk in Ashrei is really central to everything we're trying to work on all that we're trying to achieve this time of the year. We'll just end, what's the word olamim? It should say, machus chamachus, al olam, akola olam kulo. Olamim means worlds. It translates into the plural, worlds. How many worlds are there? So there are many perspectives. Some say there's this world and the world to come. Others suggest that maybe there's not only our planet, there's a machlokas, bless you, he's shown him that maybe there is life on other planets. A second interpretation of olamim. In Kabbalah, there's a notion, malchuscha, malchusko, olamim, that the sphere of malchus is the source of the origin of all worlds, from the highest level of malchus down to the orein sof, down to tzimtzum, and the world of Asiya. And don't ask me to explain that any further than that. And the fourth interpretation I'll close with is based on the Medrash. The Medrash tells us that God created many worlds, and then he destroyed them. Salavichik has a famous insight. Why would God create many worlds and destroy them? He's perfect. He could have gotten it right the first time. 
He was creating a precedent. He was inspiring us. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have to have a second try. But you see that the world as we know it is not the original world. He created many worlds and he destroyed them and he had to keep going till he got it right. To teach us it's okay to need to keep going. Anyway, four interpretations maybe of the plural, olamim, is malchus, malchus, kol olamim, why it is in the plural.